Ayo. Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. Yizzo! Welcome to another episode of Around the Way Curls. You are li- no very good. <clears throat> Hi, hey girl. How are you on this dreary Sunday? We recording on a Sunday, child. Episode come out tomorrow. You're getting the hottest takes here. I'm fine, chilling. I'm very excited to clean my house. That's my turn up for today. I feel like Sunday is the best day. It feels the most productive and like like I feel like Sunday is a homesteading day you cook you clean Mm -hmm. you wear your pajamas you watch drink coffee you're not out in the world I'm usually out in the world on Sunday but heard you you shouldn't be that's my hot take (laughs) I went out this weekend how are you good I went out this weekend I went to a hot Restaurant in Philadelphia, LMNO in Northern Liberties. And I walk in and there's just white people everywhere. (laughs) Rashid and I sat down and like five minutes in, he came in a little bit later. We're talking and I just see him looking around. He's like, there's all types of white people here. They're just all so interesting looking. And... It made me really sad because there was just like maybe like three black couples in the mix. And I was Mm. like, it was a nice restaurant. The food was good. And I'm like this, like where, where are the black people? And it just made me think that Philly is just a really, really, the disparity in it is real. Like there are black people in Philly, but they are not going to out to eat in really nice restaurants. I mean, it wasn't like expensive or anything, but it was like, you know, like so much. So when I go to Brooklyn or when I went to DC, I remember we all went to DC and maybe I talked about on the podcast. I was just shocked that there were black people out at these nice places. Like I was like, is, is this an event? Is this like, is this something special? You're like, no. I'm like, do they all make a lot of money? And you're like, no, they're all broken, poor and struggling, but (laughs) they still just like are out here and enjoying nice things. And just as a black business owner in Philadelphia, it hit me as well. Unless I'm appealing to that audience, like unless I'm, or or am I shooting myself on my foot by not appealing to that audience? Like, that business was, what is it, hand over fist, just rolling in the money. Like, businesses in Philly will do well if they're being... If you're catering towards a certain and audience. And not even catering. Like, yeah, if you're, like, open, if white folks know about it, 
you know? And mm-hmm. I also thought about how cool it was. I think it was Heel House of like going into the business in Brooklyn and being like, wow, this is a dope space. This is a dope concept. And the last thing I learned that it was black owned. And I was like, great. That's so cool. Yeah. And I feel he's so archaic or like the disparity is so it's, real that it's like, it's we got really to be segregated. a black owned business. I'm a name. I'm a black owned business. Black, black, black. And whites are like, can I come in here? Like, is it okay? Mm. Versus like, no, this is just a dope business. It's open for everybody. That happens to be black It just happens to be black owned. But like, it's a hot ass spot that people want to come to. And that clicked Mm -hmm. for me finally. Because I have the opportunity to do the Christmas Village again. And just thinking about the marketing around it. And thinking, you know, again, leaning on like, support us because we're black versus like, this is a dope business. You feel good when you come right. in here. You like our shit. I'm just a black woman who owns it. And move, I guess right. I'm moving away from this thing that doesn't really serve us anyway. It only served us in 2020 when white people felt guilty. Other than that, they're like, I feel like they're confused as to should... They're buying out of pity, and then you can't, like, get a repeat right. customer. it's not a charity. Yeah, like, it's not, like, a repeat mm-hmm. thing where it's like, oh, I really like your business. I don't know. It's, it, I, I would suggest that you, one, I agree, Philly is wildly segregated. Like, it, it's crazy when I come home and I see that, and, I, and you feel it within the neighborhoods, within the businesses, within everything. This cat is really needy right now. Come on. Um, the other thing, I would say look at, like, a Hanifa. You know that yeah. brand? And um, what is it? Fen Noel? You know that mm, brand? I just, I Black owned brand. Her shit yesterday. Quality. Yeah. Yeah. Just quality stuff that everybody wants. Yeah. You know, they're very, they're very proud of being black owned. It's not like they hide that at all. It's out in the forefront, but it's, it's not, not their marketing the selling yeah. point. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that no, this is quality um, material. Mm-hmm. This is quality work. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna want mm-hmm. it. Um, and I think it's so interesting that a lot of folks lean on support black businesses, which I think for the white audience, um, the non-black audience is what I like to call it since I hate minority or, you know, person of color. It's like, no, or you're non-black or you're non-person of color. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not... <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other topic. But I think that it's it's interesting when folks lean on that, just like you're saying, because... I feel like in white spaces, you're absolutely right. It turns into, oh, I should give my money here because of white guilt Mm -hmm. or this is a charity Mm -hmm. or this is how I'm giving back Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, no, my my space is dope. It's like aunts and uncles up here. Yeah. You know, like just a dope ass space. You walk past aunts and uncles and it's all kinds of people Mm -hmm. in there as it should Mm be. So We don't have those spaces. We don't have a black owned. I don't know of a black owned business in Philadelphia there's a few I take that back but they very much don't lean on the narrative of being black owned and they're doing well so anyway that that was interesting to see totally helped me figure out um further marketing just just for myself and I need everybody's help I'm pressed Erica Badu went to New York Fashion Week Killing it. She had on this leopard hat. You know, Erica Badu is just looking great. She has this brown lip 
that I have to know what this lip is. And I saw it on Fashion Bomb Daily or whatever. What I, I, Fashion Daily. What is that called? Fashion Bomb Daily. Fashion Bomb Daily. And I was trying to find in the comments, and a lot of people were asking the same question. If you're a makeup this artist. One? Yes. I want. That's not New York Fashion Week. That's London Fashion Week. You're going to get the people confused. London Fashion Week. I think she was DJing. I don't know what she was doing. Let me not continue to lie about what she was doing or where she was at. But I got to know what this lip color is. Somebody help me, please. Hmm. That's all I have for y'all for today. I feel like you can find this. We'll talk later. I'm going to ask. Should I just it. go to Sephora and ask them? But they be making shit up. Yeah. I also realized Sephora, they they make stuff up all the time. <laughs> They're humans. Unacceptable. I think, Um. anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, I feel like I know what lip you could get. I think Bite has a lip like that, but we'll talk. For me, for my updates, Sheila, I have been, I honestly, my head has been buried in the sand this week. A lot is going on in my world. I'm on a new team at work. We just acquired the biggest account that our company, our agency has ever had. I'm now on that team. It's a brand new team and we're hitting the ground running and there's no process in place. And you know me, I'm the process queen. So I'm like, hold up. Everybody wants to jump ahead into these projects and we have to have the the foundation and build the groundwork. We're all working remotely, so we have to have, you know, process in place. So I'm doing a lot of that and also navigate, you know, when you're doing that, you have to navigate. You're the new person on the team. I'm also not the most senior on the mm. team. There's a lot of VPs on the team. So trying to navigate those egos, which they're really good about because they see that it's working. Now, um, and I, and a lot of them I've worked with before, so they understand like, no, she's going to come in and reel this shit mm-hmm. in. But I have, you know, I'm, I'm navigating that. And also I have my own project. So trying to do the, bo- the same thing, like both of them at the same time, rather is a lot. Um, and then in my personal life, I know that I've been open about that. There's someone in my life that is struggling with addiction and, just finding out that that person, sadly, they they relapsed and it hit me hard. It hit me pretty hard, harder than I would, um, than I probably admitted to myself at first. So dealing with that, lots of around the way curls work. We're recording on this Sunday because we had a, a great guest spot that we'll talk about. Um, so... Yeah, but I was I've been in my home and my home is a wreck because I've I I shouldn't say this, but I purchased thousands of dollars worth of clothing for my upcoming birthday party because my girlfriends are putting a lot of pressure on me to look a certain way. My girlfriends are throwing me Shanti, Amanda and Jazz are throwing me a lovely birthday party. I'm sure it will be great. And Jade that I don't know much. I don't know that much about, but. All I know is I'm supposed to show up and show out. And so I've been purchasing things and trying to find things that fit my body, dealing with that, that kind of that fucking rejection of, oh, this fits in the breasts, but it doesn't fit here, whatever, whatever. So my house is in shambles with just nothing but clothes with tags all over the place. So this afternoon I have to get organized and repackage everything, get the labels ready to ship them back out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, been also paying a lot of attention to my plants in my house. And I have this one plant 
my um, bird of paradise. Love this plant. Paid almost $200 for this plant. This plant is not thriving in my home. <laughs> it's not thriving. The only place where it gets the sunlight it needs is right above a radiator. And the radiator wreaks havoc on it. And then in the in the summer, I, the, I think the sun might be a little too bright. It's just like, it's not the right home for it. And so I'm moving it around in my space trying to find a better place for it. And I realized yesterday I sat down, I hated, I, I put it in the living room and it looks terrible. And I just said, I have to let her go. Mm. I have to love this plant and let it go. You already told me that you're not, you might not be the suitable mother. She just had little mites. That was her problem. I I told you, I'll give it, I'll give it to you. Um, It's a, it's, it's in good shape. Honestly, the, the leaves are just curling and that's how, that's a telltale sign that the bird of paradise is not happy. The leaves are curling and, and Yeah. So anyway, I'd give it to you. It has two new shoots that's good. that haven't opened yet. That's good. So that's exciting. But the lesson learned again was that you have to let go. I love that. You have to let things be what they are. Love them and Don't let them go. Don't be afraid to let it go. <laughs> yes. The thing about it is you you got there at the end. You don't be fucking playing with me. <laughs> No, you have a good ear. If you trained your voice up, I would it be would Rihanna. Be, you might have a better ear than, than me. Listen. Honestly, you killing it. Um, but that's that's it. Also, I want to shout Shanti out because I opened this outline, and so I'm always harping on. We're not a pop culture podcast. If we talk about pop culture, then we have to have an evergreen um, topic that we talk about. You know, like we can't just talk about Nia Long and her husband cheating, and that's it. We have to. Go dig deeper and talk about the psyche and da 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 da. Oh. Girl, I'm obsessed <laughs> with this new approach that you are taking. Y'all, Shanti is italicizing and putting the evergreen <laughs> question that we will ask we ourselves. We are in collaboration. We are learning and creating <laughs> in a production. Bold. So she's she's putting down all of the information. She's even like, you know, putting it in the in the um Outline format so that my dyslexic eyes can read it. And then this bold italic. <laughs> Listen, I open this. I'm so serious. Like, this is the type of stuff that gets me going. And I said, Shanti, no, um, she's she knows me. She gets I'm it. I'm learning. We're getting it. I love this. I think it's so you were right much. though, because we were ending up, you end up just saying what everybody's already been hearing anyway and you're just delivering the pop culture news i'm not interested or our raggedy in opinions like who the fuck cares right let's dig deeper and, and figure out what this means in terms of like the society and humanity so anyway appreciate that i love it i would just want yes. to shout you out for that hallelujah good job by you on to hot shit this week we also had the opportunity to be interviewed by renee blewett if you do not know, Renee is the producer of the Netflix um, documentary, She Did That. And she has just been in, we learned about her and admired her and have been following her since the whole natural hair thing blew up 11 years ago, 12 years ago, and she has just worked in PR. She does she just does production. Like Renee just be out here 
and her soft spot are black women and black women in business. And that's what she really tries to uplift and highlight. And you can check out that documentary again on Netflix in which she follows the business trajectory of many beloved businesses that we love. Carol's Daughter, Lit Bar, amongst many others. Um, but anyway, she interviewed us and had just really nice, sweet things to say. She listens to the podcast. We're always shocked to know that people that we really respect fuck with us. So it, it was a really, for at least for me, it was a really dope um, moment to, to have that exchange Definitely. with her. And again, she has her podcast. I don't know exactly when it's coming out, but it has been recorded. So be on the lookout for that. And her podcast is She Did That Podcast. So check that out. I was really excited to learn about this new series coming out on WeTV. It's um, Van Lathan and 50 Cent, and it's called Hip Hop Homicides. And it's an investigative series hosted by Van Lathan, produced by 50 Cent, in which they go into the unsolved murders of rappers in the hip hop community. And if you really love kind of like that murder mystery template, they follow mm. it. But again, it's centered around these mostly black men that are slain and they're forgotten. I mean, some of the our most beloved, Biggie, Tupac, most recently, well, we found out who the murders, the the people who killed him Allegedly. are. But, you know, there's this there's this um epidemic of rappers being killed. And they're trying to highlight that and uplift that because if that were in any other spectrum of pop culture, everybody would be up in arms and trying to figure out what's going on. So I love that they're doing If this. it was pop pop white women getting killed, child. child. The Taylor Swifts and the Selena Gomez's oh my and God. the Ariana Grandes, they'd lose their fucking minds. <laughs> it looks like it's really well done. And what is probably the most heartbreaking for me is most of the accounts, like I just saw the trailer, but most of the accounts of the people being interviewed and helping kind of piece together these lost and forgotten stories are the women, the mothers, the girlfriends, mm. the sisters, the aunts, the women that many of which were eyewitnesses to these men that they love being mm. murdered. Many accounts seem like the streets know exactly who did it, but they can't tell it. So there's like, it's not a mystery to most people in the streets, they know who it was. They know the reason. They're still walking around. But because of these ethics, these, I don't even say it's ethics, but the codes of the streets, like, you don't snitch. So they're just walking around free. And the women and the families have to, like, carry it and live with this. Um, and that made me think of PNB Rock, whose baby's mother was there when he was shot. Yeah. And then watch. I think the account was that he was killed and then they... Like from his dying body, they robbed him and robbed her. Um, and they have found the suspects to be a father and son duo with the mother being an accomplice, apparently. Which, not the mother, stepmom. 17 years old. This 40 year old man, th that's abuse. So, like, if the son, because he's a minor, he probably served his time. But I hope that they make a case that this father. That is abuse to get your child to set. That must be years of conditioning to set your kid up to do some shit like this. Yeah. yeah. What is a 17, a boy and his, like, what a raggedy, 
What a raggedy man. Mm-hmm. How fucked mm-hmm. up is that boy? I think that's another reason why, sadly, these kinds of cases aren't um, uplifted. They're they're not focused on because, one, I think people look at it as this is a part of the culture that you rap about. This is a part of the culture that you embody. And so why do you, what do you want us to do about it kind of vibes? It's so cyclical and it's so sad. And it's really interesting to see that 50 Cent is a part of it. The duality of 50 Cent is like, what, bro? And and I'm curious to know if he's really um, invested in it in terms of like his... um, intentionally without instead of just financially mm. invested oh, in it, no. if that makes sense they they seem from the trailer they seem to be invested he was the one that brought up in the trailer 50 cent is the one like if this were happening in white communities everybody would yeah. be up in arms so but again and and then it it begs the question why is it not happening in white communities and what role do we play in that and what roles does society play in that? Like, what are all the factors there? I do think there's a level of accountability that the hip hop community For sure. has to take. For sure. Um, but just, but, and we yeah. can talk about this further, but like law is law and investigation is yes. investigation, regardless yes. of who, what, where, like if these are yep. the legal practices, then shouldn't that be Absolutely. for everybody? I co- completely agree. Yeah. Child. Yep, yep. So that's interesting. Van Lathan, that's so funny that you, I have to tell you, Jasmine, I'm going to just say this. Jasmine has been on the search to find my husband. And the way she just sent me, she was like, listen to him talk. He's smart. She's like, is he single? Maybe I'm going to send you a profile. I said, please do not. (laughs) Let me tell you. Let me find out you have a celebrity matchmaker. You be like, yo, tap Girl, everything she's done has been a mess. I love her dearly. (laughs) But I be like, girl, no. First of all, let's not do that. But shout out. That's why every time I see that name now, it like was last week. She said, I never heard anybody break it down so simply. He's smart. He is smart. He's been like, in this, this this game. For, actually, I know nothing about him. Let me shut the fuck up. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> no, he's he's highly. That's the dude that you, he really got his rocks off when he, you know, held Kanye accountable for the slavery comment. And then everything, you know, that went viral and it blew up. But he's intelligent. He's got a really great podcast with a woman. I'm not remembering the name right now, but it's really good. Well, to go on to something being really intelligent is this Game of Thrones. I want to keep us updated and talking about it. Is it intelligent? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I have been this most recent episode in which they jump 10 years. I don't know. They jump ahead. Um, is the most recent episode aside from what's about to come out tonight. Um, And this, again, spoiler for everybody, sorry. But I just want to say that it does not feel believable. And not like, Shanti, there's dragons believable. But like the plot doesn't feel... (laughs) The character, the princess Rhaenyra, to me, feels the least believable in this and her character choices do not make any sense to me because the young one, the little maiden, John, she felt really smart and cunning, impulsive maybe, but 
I don't think she would make these decisions that the older the, one's the making. The older one, yeah. Sloppy. I, I think I think it's less developed, the characters, and I think the characters are less, um, yeah, I think less in, less intelligent. There, there's a le- lack of depth, too. It's like the 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 game the original Game of Thrones characters, everyone was trying to think 10 steps yeah. ahead for the most right. part. They were they were all playing chess and no one was just stupid, really. Even Joffrey was not dumb. He was still highly manipulative. He you know, even when if he was trying even if his main goal was to just terrorize someone, it was to terrorize them to get them to fall in line. You know, to he he plotted things out in terms of how he dealt with Sansa and it was sick. This just feels um sloppy. It feels You're right. Sloppy. It feels sloppy. A lot of the storylines are like, we did this already. The 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 hair is different. The this the that. I don't want to spoil it. Don't keep spoiling it because some people might not have have. Um, but the other thing that I'm realizing because when I watch it, I go and watch new rock stars, their breakdown and their Easter eggs of it. The reason why we're not loving this as much is because we are dodo birds and we only watch TV and we did not read the books. This is in line with the book. So they're telling the book story, and but they're doing it in a way that you doesn't know doesn't feel nuanced it, it, enough. It doesn't feel as nuanced. It doesn't feel as um, yeah. There's not as many experts behind it. Experts. But here we are. We'll see what happens. I'll say this. We'll this is see my final what thing. happens. The the bad bad guy. What's the nigga's name? The best the wire nigga that uh, of the old Game of Thrones. What's his name? The wire, the wire, the actor that played in the wire. He was the mayor in in the wire. Little finger, little finger. So there's like it feels like there's a new little finger s character that's come up. I like. (laughs) I I feel like it's also. It's just cliche that he is disabled and kind of gay. And that making him, I felt Littlefinger was such a dope character. I love Littlefinger. That character is not gay. No, but this new character, this new, the 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 new character isn't. He's fe- he's effeminate in it. He feel he's given the same like Jafar or Ursula. He's given like queer. You got gay from Jafar. You didn't get gay from Jafar. No, you don't get gay Jafar from Ursula. Would have bagged Jasmine every oh, any God. day of the week. You didn't get gay from Ursula. No, this is or a Mufasa. <laughs> you don't get gay from. You got gay from not Mufasa, Mufasa, the dad. Not Mufasa. The, what's the what's the uh, scar? scar? No, oh. Shanti, not at all. Wow, what? you never. What are like, you saying to me? Whole theories around how Disney. You got to get off YouTube. No, this is a whole. They, they, <laughs> they talk about this in college classes. How they code queerness in in the bad villain characters of Disney. Wow, I don't get it. I don't get that at well, all. Well, you need to watch those at characters all. all over again because it's giving Ursula is giving queer child. She is giving gay. Jafar is gay. The the I always thought Ursula was just like a big old sexy woman. She's wow, the, I, I think she's I the dopest character. But I feel like they're following the same trope with trope with this other character that feels like, okay, I don't know. I'm still going to watch it till the fucking end and probably love it in two episodes, but yeah, here I am. We'll see what happens. I'm so I, shocked that you've go- never heard that. You better go on YouTube. No, I've never heard that ever. Go look into I, that. Hot take. I, I never heard that. I, I, 
I will say I'm I'm just mostly annoyed with every black character on Game of Thrones. I'm standing oh, her by that. Husband. It's pissing me oh. off. Her husband and the mom. Oh, and then the sister. And the mom. I was like, girl, dramatic. Like, what? I can't. McCann. Why would McCants. you do that? Why? Was that really like, what you needed to do? Why why are they even on the show? I don't get it. They better they better show them getting colonized or something. Some um my friend Dante brought up a really good point and he was like, "Oh, it doesn't make any sense because in the original Game of Thrones, like Valyrian steel, it's like it's all exalted. It's like high, old Valyria was like the most incredible place in the world. Like those were the power players and they happen to be black and now all of a sudden all of the black people are marginalized. Y'all better fucking address that. Like there's no way this this House of Dragons or the Dragon, whatever it's called, you know, black people change the title. <laughs> they have to address that. Anyway, we're a half an hour in. Let's keep going. All right. Ciao. Lastly, and I'll I'll touch on this. I've been watching Atlanta. I'm lost. I, I'm like, all right, what are y'all talking about? But I'm still into <laughs> it. I'm like, do I really like this or is this just me following this Atlanta thing? But they have moments where it's really poignant and beautiful. But most of the time I'm like, what are y'all trying to say? Like, what? Where is this going? Um, I haven't had time to watch it. Rami is back. I loved, I love that show, and I don't like it so much this season. I'm wondering what other people think as well. The actual character Rami, I dislike so much, and I think I was like, why have I seen this character before? And I think he thinks he's like the Arab Woody Allen, and I wonder what other people think about that. It feels funnier. It's a funny season, but it's far less, I don't know, it's far less impactful than I think the other seasons were. So I wonder what folks think about Rami as well. Okay. I don't watch it. Well, that's all I'm I have to say. You should, you should watch it. That's my hot take. I wonder what people think about it. Okay. On to politics as usual. Politics as usual. This got a little bit of press, but I think it's pretty cool. Cuba has introduced new family codes. Some of the most progressive in the world, people are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, the what they have adopted and and the new codes that they've created. One show that they had three hundred and thirty six five hundred ninety five thousand interventions around consulting and figuring out what these proposals were going to be, meaning that it was super democratic. The people had a lot of their hands in it, town halls, again, recreating the different um, uh, iterations of what the new codes were going to be. But basically, they created codes where gay couples have the right to marry and adopt children, Elderly folks um, and children are given broader rights. Um, There's a lot of measures against gender violence. Surrogate pregnancies are something that's giving legal value and attention. Apparently, folks are saying it's like they have deconstructed the nuclear family and upheld the fluidity of what family is and how these the new generations are just looking at family not as just like a husband wife and children but like many different iterations that they're putting Mm -hmm. some respect on so I thought that was really cool and it sounded really good and everybody's holding it up 
Um, but I also wanted to mention that just months ago, Cuba was facing a lot of backlash for the way that they were treating these people that they so-called care so much about. Um, there was a huge, it may still be going on, a huge energy crisis in Cuba, um, food shortages to the point that the people were getting really upset and having lots of protests and reaching out to the broader world community to ask for help. And the response from that has been, had been um, mass arrests, people being locked up for unreasonably long amounts of time. Many folks have just gone missing. And so there's like this, I don't know, it, it feels like it's strongly like, yo, we don't really care about the people, but then Cuba, and I even think the U.S., we do these power plays around I was gonna say that. what <laughs> progress and these social causes, you know, many of which are around sex and sexuality, which I think is so interesting, whether they like give people, oh, we're going to allow you to do this one thing or they take it away. Um, I feel like it's just like a political power play and we all just kind of like fall into it or... I don't know what choice we have in a lot of ways, but is Cuba really progressive? Is America really progressive in all the ways we have all this freedom? But then like, actually. Yeah, I can't speak to Cuba because I, I don't even I won't even pretend to know all the ins and outs of um, the politics there. But in listening to that, I'm thinking about the U.S. and how you know, we'll have these progressive laws or these progressive conversations, but there's always this other thing that requires more work, that mm -hmm. requires more honesty. That's and in complete it, contrast to that. It's like, we're going to do yes, this one thing. in but complete conflict. Yeah, confl conflict, that's yeah. the word. And so it's just like, mm, I don't know. I saw this and I, what I took from it, I saw it, it popped up on my screen because I get um, news notifications from certain outlets and that was it. There was no more talk about it. And I thought that's partly why Cuba struggles the way they do is because we don't amplify those voices. We don't, and we don't for a reason because Cuba doesn't fall in line with, you know, what, how the U.S. wants them to to go about their politics and their their social structure, and you know, it, it's very interesting. It's it, I don't often trust um, the coverage that Cuba gets here in the United mm -hmm. States, especially since media is so corrupt now, and the media instead of just giving you the facts and letting you have a um, some time to critically think and determine what what it is you think to draw your own conclusion. They're feeding you a certain narrative. Mm -hmm. And so specifically with Cuba, I'm always like, mm, I don't know. Because even when we went, it was so interesting. We got to go right after Castro passed away. Mm -hmm. And the, the conflict that was there in terms of people who uplifted him versus people who were like, forget him. When I went back, all of those... Um, not all of them, but many of those. Remember how you couldn't walk a street without seeing his image? Mm -hmm. They're gone. Yeah. Painted over. Gone. I mean, Cuba, America, again, Russia, political complicated. power <laughs> plays around sexuality, which is such a personal and biological mm -hmm. choice, just fucks me up. And we're all like, we're measuring 
we're measuring these countries around their yeah these pow- their power and and how they the narrative that they give around something that is so like biological but anyway I, for those that are oh, excited see. that's wonderful it's it, it's complicated tricky speaking of um I guess this, I think it has a little bit of something to do with sexuality. M&M's. This is something that really excited me and made me proud because I know some people that worked on this. Um, There's a new purple M&M, which I don't know why that just brings me such joy. And it's like in a peanut shape. And it's the the unveiling, especially now that I'm in advertising, it's just interesting how everyone goes about things. But the unveiling... Um, was with like a little musical theater number. <laughs> and the old musical theater dork in me kind of loved it. And the Eminem is singing, I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be me. Nothing else I can be but a purpley peanut-shaped chocolate candy. Mm. And it's just so cute. Um, but obviously it's playing on the idea of like, I'm going to be who I am. I did think it was interesting. I listened in the song and the gender, it is, the Eminem is gendered. Because at first I was like, is this going to be like a non uh, gender conforming Eminem, uh, you know, the purple gives alludes to, you know, possibly this Eminem could be gay or it could be whoever it wants to be. That's the whole point of the Eminem. So they um, don't, it they doesn't did, have a specific gender. It does. They, it, they called it she, okay. it was referred to as she, right. but you know, it, I don't know. It was one. really far less sexy no just chilling just a purple ass m&m mm. i mean they've they've desexified a lot of the i mean that happened i think maybe like a year ago where the m&m's got a little remake and i did not know that m&m's had the kind of backstory that they had um every character has like a serious backstory and a lot of time and effort goes into it but what was really dope for me was that for each song stream which is available on all major streaming platforms and i have to say that i have played it on mute maybe (laughs) on repeat to just get the streams up because m&ms will donate a dollar up to um five hundred thousand dollars to sing for hope which is a nonprofit organization that brings music and creative outlets to people across the world in an effort to create healing and equity in the arts. Now, $500,000 is not a whole lot to M&Ms, you know, because they are, I can't even imagine how much that company is worth. But I thought it was interesting when it was um, unveiled the outcry of people saying how ridiculous it was. We don't need politics in our candy. A lot of people uplifted it and was like, oh, we've been wanted a purple M&M. This is lit. And it was more about like, we voted years ago and purple came in second and they chose blue and we're happy. But I did see the other folks annoyed. And so I guess I ask, you know, a lot of people are like, every company wants to get on this diversity, equity, inclusion train. They're, they're just doing it because it's the fad right now. It's inauthentic. So my thing is like, what do we want from these companies? We're out. There's all this outcry about how they're not doing enough. There's not diversity in advertising. And it's like M&M's has also stated that they're looking within their actual organization and examining the makeup of That's their organization. That's why are people, yeah, most important. right. Why are people, what people are at the table you know, why are certain people not at the mm-hmm. table? How do we get them there? Mm-hmm. How do we train our people? You know, like, so they're doing this kind of work and the way that I think that they're 
showcasing it is through a purple M&M, but there's other work being done behind the scenes. So I don't know. I'm just like, we keep asking for this inclusion and for us to see ourselves. And it's really interesting when it works, it really works, right? People believe it. It's like Nike, Nike has it down. Nike has it the fuck down Mm -hmm. where we're like, we fucking believe Nike, Mm -hmm. you know? But when it doesn't work, I, I, I'm so curious to know what is the, where's the line where it's like, oop, that's no longer authentic, you know, and how do we determine that? I think it's very similar to what we talked about at the top of this and what you just touched on. I think um, the most important thing is how is your business actually structured to mm-hmm. reflect equality, diversity, and inclusion? That's the most important thing. And the more, the longer and the more authentic that foundation is, I think the, the flowers that bloom from that are going to show that. And companies that are reaching for that and not really in practice of that, it's going to feel strange. I am assuming. I actually don't. I don't know. I mean, if they got a really good marketer, they can talk their shit and make it look really pretty. The power of narrative is Mm -hmm. everything. But it's taste. I think it has a lot to do with taste and your team and who's who's controlling the story. What's what's something that just... Didn't it's like seeing all of these? Now you see every almost everybody in. The, I remember being little and thinking I don't ever see anybody that looks like me in commercials. And now, oh my god, I'm sick of seeing these goddamn biracials everywhere you look. It's like, oh, there you go again. True. And it feels. I guess it's because it's it's all happening at once, and I have to check myself. Like, isn't this what you asked for? Isn't this what you? Not all these interracial so I, maybe, couples. Right. I'm, well, tricky. But I think it's because then you need to, they need to do a better job at, and we need to do a better job at actually receiving the information because some of it is out there, but they need to do a better job at, I guess, telling folks the real work that they're doing behind the scenes as well, you know, in terms of the structure. I guess we're also just watching this happen. Like JoJo's children mm. or JoJo, it may not be something that they have to think of. It's like something they never have to consider. Got but it. like we are watching it happen. We knew what it was like before. So, of course, we're like crotchety and like upset because it, I don't know. I don't. What do we want? I don't fucking know. Right. But, I don't know. And it feels like Shout their relationship the, with the with their consumers. Like Facebook I feel like Facebook has the hardest job of being authentic and showing that they have a soul, but that they're going to try to do it. Will we ever believe that Facebook has a soul? Do you see those ads where like Facebook has more people working for the, they probably do. And we still like the committee than the CIA. Right. Like you ain't got no fucking soul, bro. Like what are you talking about? You're listening to this conversation right now being recorded. Tricky. Tricky. Um, I'm going to skip past this, actually, uh, just to save okay. time. I, I want to say something. We don't have time to discuss this, but I do want to say Putin is losing the war in Ukraine. And I want to say that that really showcases the strength and the heart of the Ukrainian people. And I think it's incredible because when this when he first invaded, people thought that that country was going to fall almost immediately within a couple months. And the way that they've held on is 
is wow. And big ups, like I know that this, you know, politics, especially um, international politics is very confusing and a lot to try to understand. But I'm really happy about this. Putin doesn't know what to do with himself. And even his people in his own government are starting to turn on him and be like, what the fuck are you doing? And shout out to the Pope who called Putin out and was like, you need to stop this dumbass war. What are you doing? This is, you look silly and you're getting nowhere fast. That's one thing. I want to send prayers to everybody who was affected by Ian, the hurricane. It wreaked havoc on like the theater that I was perform- performing in in Florida, gone. Mm. It's really, really sad. Um, so just praying for folks who were affected by that. And then sending a whole hell of a lot of prayers, more love to the people in Indonesia right now. I don't know which island. Apologies. But 131 people died um, after violence and chaos erupted over a fucking soccer match. Mm. Oh, yeah. And people of the, you know, the opposite sides of like opposite sides of the spectrum literally started to fight fights broke out there was a stampede and people died of suffocation Mm. many people died of suffocation because everyone was trying to either charge the field or get out of the stadium so that's just so sad so listen I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but sending light and love to all those folks. Because we actually do have people that do listen in Indonesia. And even if we didn't, still sending you light and love. But Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On to another cheery topic, pop culture, Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't want to get super into this, but Jeffrey Dahmer was this asshole who uh, was also known as the Milwaukee Cannibal. And he's an American serial killer and sex offender who committed the murder and dismemberment of 17 men and boys. Um, And his victims were predominantly black. Sadly, um, we keep telling this story. And the show is number one on Netflix. Everyone's ranting and raving about the guy. I mean, he's iconic. Oh, yeah. There's so many Jeffrey Jeffrey Dahmer movies Mm. and like series and shit. Yeah. Um, the show is number one on Netflix. It's already broken the record for the biggest series debut. Um, folks have been calling the show out because, uh, no one reached out to any of the family members of these folks. Um, they actually have the victim, like one of the victim's brothers. She had this outburst in court. One of the victim's Um, sisters. Thank you. One of the victim's sisters had this outburst in court and they never reached out to her. They used what she said verbatim. Um, They dressed the woman who played her, had her clothing on, her hairstyle, everything. And so they're just talking about how these victims rewatching this, you know, there was an interview with the victim and she said, you know, I feel like Netflix should have 
um, asked if we mind how we felt about it. Um, she said they didn't ask me anything. They just did it. But I'm not money money hungry. And if that's what the show is about, Netflix is trying to get paid. She said I could understand if they gave some money to the victim's children, but um, not even necessarily their families or me. I'm mean. I mean, I'm not. I'm old. And I'm very, very comfortable. But the victims have children and grandchildren. And if the show benefited them in some way, I wouldn't feel, it wouldn't feel so harsh and careless. Um, So two questions that I'm asking myself here is like, one, this show being number one on Netflix, there is studies that support, and forgive me, I don't have them to source right now, that we get this obsession with this crime you know, even you say how much you like true crime, like this true crime shit. And especially with serial killers, a lot of women fall in love with serial killers, women especially. A lot of people are really drawn to those types of humans. So I'm like, what does that say about us? And then on the flip side, what does it say about, again, humankind as well, but business practices where obviously this is all... um legal record. It's all public record. So they don't have to reach out to that woman to say, Hey, can we use your likeness? Can we, this, can we use your words? It still feels gross. It still feels like, how could you not like they, these victims found out about the show the same way we did. I could not imagine having my brother killed and like eaten dismembered and all kinds of shit. And then people are watching it for entertainment. Somebody's probably going to win a bunch of awards around it. And I'm still coping. Well, as you said, um, is it the success of it that they're upset with? Cause if this story has been told many other times and it's iconic no. in the, in the American history, was that same energy? It's not being reached out. It's them not being reached out to, consulted, or even well, just but informed. Were they, was that same energy for all the other movies? They have. They, they oh were yeah, consulted. no. This wasn't just for. No, this wasn't just for Netflix. She's just she was or this one iteration of it. She's talking about in general, like she's talking about in Netflix right now because that's what the questions are. But she, the victims have spoken out numerous times about like, and they have been consulted on other projects. That's the other thing. Netflix didn't even inform them. And Netflix is making money hand over fist. Or maybe not, because they're laying people off, too. So tricky. Tricky. It's mostly black women. That's another conversation. Also, these types of productions go through very, very, very rigorous legal skimming. Right? Mm -hmm. So is it a question? I guess it's a question of ethics. Like, what are your ethics? It's ethics. It's morals. Because, again, it's public record. They don't have to reach out to them. I think people are really impressed with the show as well. I personally tried to watch it, but I couldn't. I really like that actor, the guy that mm-hmm. plays him. I think he can act his ass off. I couldn't watch it because the whole time my heart was racing. It made me feel really, really, it stressed me out. But the people that have watched it, um, that I, I respect their like analysis, were, thought that the way that they showed the discrimination and the treatment of the way that racism played a part in this play had Mm -hmm. everything to do with why he was able to get away with what he gave, got away with homophobic um, homophobia in American culture during that time. There's also like these broader 
discussions and highlights that this shows and reveals to folks that many people didn't know um that do we sacrifice that as well I don't know of course it's going to be painful what I want my child's legacy and what I want to have that wound reopened probably not but it's I it's an iconic story at this time I've known about Jeffrey Dahmer for as long as I was aware that there were serial killers like the the it's there it's out there yeah and I don't and then doing what I guess they felt like they were doing justice of not just making it this gruesome story, but also showing like how the fuck was this man able to get away with this right. and how awful, like how frustrating it was. I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah, know. I, I think that's an aspect that um, a lot of people, listen, two things can exist two at things once. Can exist you at can once. tell that story. Um, and I understand people tell you know, stories, uh, why can't I use my words today? People create shows based off of real real events, Uh right? I get that. I do think ethically, you let the families of the victims know. I think it's just, and then you can tell them, this is the approach that we're taking. And it's just a, it's not for their approval. It's just a, as a courtesy. Yeah. So I think that's just like one misstep. Yeah. I have not watched it. Again, I tried to watch it. I got to the part where he has the first guy in his hotel room. In, the, and in I was his like, room. Boop, and turned it on. In his in his room where the guy's like, uh Girl, I couldn't do I it. I like, said I got to go. Yeah. Uh-uh. I, I I couldn't take it. And I didn't see anything else. Me either. I just turned it off and, and was like, um, no. We'll see if I get through it. But Mm-mm, I don't think um, I want to watch it. But also, I have seen the Twitter and all of the, the people saying, like, Jeffrey Dahmer could get it. Like, he cute. Like, yes. again, what making fun of the guy us? dancing in the, in the room trying to distract him. I don't know if you got to that. Like, making, like, black people I, are expert at making trauma funny. So I don't think anybody's safe when it comes to <laughs> TikTok, Twitter. Take to take that a step further. Why are they experts of to, at making trauma funny? Exactly. It's a. It's um. It's out of necessity. I can't do anything else but fucking laugh. Yeah. Because I can't change it. I feel powerless. So this is this is what I can do. Yeah. Which is, we can dig deeper into that another day. Maybe. Right. Why do we do Master. that? And why Masterful. is Black Twitter so funny? Masterful. It's actually deeply sad, but it's also brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's two things can exist at once. Um, did you see my note? Mm-hmm. Can we go? Yeah. Okay. The next thing um, that I that I thought was very interesting, I had an interesting conversation with a friend around this, and we disagreed. Um, Chrissy Teigen reveals that she actually had a life saving abortion. Um, she lost her child. Uh, when was that? I think I forget how many how many months. I think only excuse me weeks. Ten weeks in. Um, she's pregnant right now, but she, she said she, she lost her child. She didn't lose her child in the past. Uh, that she didn't lose. I'm about to get into that. She lost the child at at ten weeks, but she's that that was the narrative that she gave us, right? Which I don't disagree with her personally. But she said, "I told the world we had a miscarriage. The world agreed we had a miscarriage. All the headlines said it was a miscarriage. But now she wanted to correct the record." Let's just call it what it is. It was an abortion. It was an abortion to save my life for a baby that had absolutely no chance. 
And to be honest, I never, ever put that together until actually a few months ago. Republicans are outraged by this. They're saying that she's just saying this, which I don't even want to talk about the politics behind it. They're saying that she's saying this because the midterm elections are coming up and, you know, abortion is something that's getting people out to vote and energizing folks. I think that's disgusting. Fuck Ted Cruz. I had an interesting conversation with someone who was like, yeah, she's a fucking liar. And I was like, what do you mean? She's a what? And he was like, yo, the, the grace that they're giving her, she fucking told everybody she lost her baby. She had an abortion. And I said, well, the baby was not going to make it and neither was she. And he said, yeah, so then call it what it is. And, I, uh, and I'm like, well, she just said she just put that together. In my mind, if I, if I, I've never been pregnant, but if I were to be pregnant, I think in this moment, and someone said to me, your child will not survive. And if you try to deliver this child, you will die. That is a miscarriage in my mind. And the, the procedure that we're doing to, to take care of that, I don't think is the same as one where I'm choosing like to, to end the life of a viable um, child, baby, which I also think is my right. But I'm just like, what? A I miss the conversation around this is is interesting. How we're defining this, right? Now we're getting into this thing because now they're like, she's a liar. She's this. She's that. I'm like, where is your empathy? Where is your compassion? And I guess how do we define what an abortion is or what a miscarriage is? If the fetus. That's the word I was looking for instead of baby. The fetus is not viable. From what I understood. And you can die. From what I understood. Um, well, the definition of a miscarriage, the expulsion of a fetus from the womb before it is able to survive independently, especially spontaneously or as the result of accident, the unsuccessful outcome of something planned. When I, I remember following her during that time and I remember her sharing her story in the hospital bed. And from what I understood mm -hmm. that that was, the baby was not via the, the life could not continue and that they had a surgical extraction of the baby. Like she had to hold the baby. Like she, it was a surgical extraction, but I, I never connected that to being a medical abortion. An abortion. I, and she didn't right. word it as that, as a medical abortion. I definitely didn't connect what had to happen as a miscarriage, which I know to be something that happens spontaneously and is unplanned. You don't necessarily go to the hospital to have it happen. You go afterwards sometimes to get the child expelled. So, well, she called it a miscarriage. So I, I was when I saw it, I was under oh. the impression that the the fetus died. She had she called it a miscarriage. No longer had a heart, but her documentation didn't show that it was a miscarriage, I which see. for me and my interpretation of it and how she showed it, like it was surgical. They got to see the baby, hold the baby. They knew what was, it was yeah. planned. They knew what was going on, which definitely fits the idea. I'm like, it it's fits, a loss. It fits, it's a loss of a child. But she's not to a liar. Like, I don't think she's a liar. I don't think she misled no. people. I think that she, yeah, just made that collect connection of like, oh no, this was like, had I been someplace else, what had to have happened. What would have happened? Exactly. I would not have been able to have that privilege. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I don't know. I was really disheartened when I had that conversation. Um, and, and it wasn't a long one. So maybe if we would have continued, it would have shifted a little bit or I would have had a better understanding of what they were trying to say. But um, yeah, I don't, 
I don't know. We all need to take a fucking step back <laughs> and like really tap into our empathy and really tap into our our compassion because I I saw that she was getting backlash online too. And then for the Republican Party or some members of it rather, I don't want to speak on the whole party, to take this and run with it in the way that, that Ted Cruz had. It's sick. Well, it's, it's, it's really it's, sick. It is they are kicking their own ass by pushing on. They need to shut the fuck up about abortion because they are fucking up their strategy around it. They need the best thing they can do is stay as far away from abortion as they possibly can because they. Did I talk on this podcast about? No, I've um, just been listening to the same things that you've been listening to, and they they okay, have shot so, themselves so you in know the that foot. They, yeah, shut the that fuck. They up. came out with their new plan mm-hmm. around abortion shut and up. all this other shit, and it was like, bro, what? This is not what the Republican Party stands for at Again, all. Again, so what are you using this about? biological personal thing to your poli- mm. wielding it politically? We are so fucked up. Up. and then you change mm-hmm. the narrative like and also we mm-hmm. fall into it too we're like oh i'm gonna oh i gotta get energized politically because it's sad that we're forced to do that it's sad that we're forced yeah to we're do forced that. to do it child you you added this listen <laughs> let's lighten let me it tell up you something. This... <laughs> let me tell you something i fuck with carisha i knew nothing oh, about city do. girls I didn't pay attention. I I don't know the songs that they make. It's they're not in my. I think I know lexicon one. of. That's the wrong what usage of that. They're not in my world, but because of these recent interviews with Carisha. Carisha, please. Uh, J, she's not JT. She's the other one. She's Carisha, but she has she's a name. Young Miami, Young Miami, Young Miami, Young Miami of City Girls. <laughs> She you went know. on to say that she wants to be, she's really digging deep into her interview journalistic efforts, and she wants to be the next black <laughs> Oprah. That <laughs> is the part for me. I was like, wait, I get what? it. I get it. Listen, I th- I sat with she it for a minute. Hood yeah, she, she met, met Hood she Oprah. Yeah. She met Hood Oprah. Oprah's like. <laughs> Oprah's like, bitch, I am black. What? Fucking what? I'm Sophia. Get out of here. <laughs> It made me think of, again, it made me reflect on how iconic and powerful and legendary Oprah is. I know you don't fuck with Oprah, but who (laughs) is, she's like Michael Jackson. She's like, the closest thing to Michael Jackson is Beyonce. Who is the, who is the Patan, who is she going to pass that to? What black journalist do we have in our time? Dear God, don't let it be Carisha. Huh? Don't let it be Carisha, dear (laughs) God. (laughs) Why? Let's girl, don't play with me. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Watch her interview. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right, I don't want to derail this. She'd be like, so Oprah's powerful. What you doing? What's that? And that's maybe why she made the statement around black, right? Because Oprah was powerful because she 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 stretched along all the demographics. The people you cape for. <laughs> I mean, young Miami. <laughs> who who was the other one? Who was the other one? Wendy Williams? Wendy Williams? Who was the other one? Who that, that's who Carisha Larry wants David. to actually be. Right. You actually want to be Wendy, Carisha. To, to, to fucking Wendy. All right. And if you, you could, might want to be more powerful than what Wendy was and have an empire. Heard you. You might want to be. Or maybe you want to be Oprah. Maybe. Let's not limit this queen. Oprah. But she ain't Oprah yet now. Was, <laughs> Oprah's power is that she owned her own production studios. She was enterprising. Mm-hmm. She 
was very niche and realized that women were the demographic. You could keep their engagement. They stand hard. She created content that was really, really holistic and empowering for women to see themselves, <laughs> to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Keep going. And then I'm following Oprah you. also created a platform in which other black folks could leverage, right? Like uh-huh, all of a uh-huh. sudden, Ava DuVernay, what's that nigga Medea? Autumn. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Remember that nigga's name? Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. That nigga Medea. <laughs> she has been like, if you get a stamp of approval for writers, for f- Oprah says she don't eat beef. The industry went under damn near. Like she was a powerful. She was the influencer before we even knew what an influencer was. It was fucking Oprah. I think what Carisha is saying is that she wants to be that for her demographic, which are young. I don't know. Are we stereotyping her? Because I'm not even going to say where her demographic is because I'm like, sell. <laughs> Shanti, let me just ask you a quick question. Quick question. Have you watched her show ever? I like her though. I, li- I like the you? way she talks. I like her no big ass teeth. My... They're fucking teeth take me out, bro. <laughs> Those veneers. Oh. Have you watched the show? Have you watched her interview style? Yeah, I like it. It's like flirty and like, like, you want to fuck me? Like, would you fuck me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Like, I like. Listen. <laughs> Listen. I want you. Here's your homework. You need to sit and you need to watch a full Carisha interview and then you get back to me. But why can't okay? she do those same three points that made Oprah she can. iconic? She got to get rid of Diddy. Because right now he owns everything, I'm Does sure. He? She's getting paid as talent. She's on his revolt. That that whole thing came to be because of her Ooh, relationship girl, with Diddy. Girl, that is not Oprah as Stebbin would never. Stebbin would <laughs> so, never. One, that's the first thing, is that she has to create her own empire. Even it, it, it's brought to you by his new drink, his new liquor. Ooh, girl. All of that. His voice is... That's how I know you haven't watched oh, it. His vo- he, Carisha, he's that is... He's inserted into Williams, it. Baby. Carisha, please, is... Right, Carisha, please, presented to you by... Now, bent back to Carisha, please, and it's Diddy. I had to watch it because Mandy and Bridget wanted to talk about the Kevin Yates interview. To be very clear, Carisha, it's obvious that someone gives her cue cards and tells her to... Qu- There's no... if some, I could say the most provocative thing, and she is not going to follow up on that with another question because it's not written on her cue card. <laughs> God bless the girl. She She's out here, and I'm I'm rooting for she her. Learning. She, learning she seems too. like a lovely young she lady. She's, she's likable. She got to work on her journalism. <laughs> you, you gave... you. You definitely bigged her up in a way that I, it was shocking. <laughs> I was saying, like, you she like ain't that. never watched this what girl a day in her you like life. That? You like the way you, um, you, like the way no, you talk? It, if she were to interview Beyonce, she'd be like, so how you feel when Solange beat his ass? <laughs> like, literally, that would be her yeah, style. So how you feel when that nigga cheated on you? <laughs> what, what, like, what would y'all talk about? And that energy is needed for some people if she had sometimes the skill. It de- yes, sometimes it is. Oprah and, say the but same she fucking has, thing, just a little different. But she, right... Let me tell you who, let me tell you who is, who, listen, I'm going to get off of Oprah, who really is like this? Barbara Walters. Go back and watch it. Barbara fucking Walters. <laughs> Barbara should have got her, her mouth tapped a couple times you... with some of the questions she used to ask. She'd be like, are you a bitch? <laughs> Excuse me? 
People like say Margaret. that you're one of the most unattractive women that ever walked. She, I mean, <laughs> and if you put a people say in the front of any question, Barbara would get away with it. I'm like, girl, you better, you better Times simmer the fuck down. Times Magazine said. <laughs> so, yes, I think, and I think... I think the larger, I think another thing that stuck out to me is her saying she wanted to be the next black Oprah. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, are you equating Oprah's success to whiteness? And that's a whole other conversation we don't have time to get into. Carisha. But why, why, why did you detach Oprah from black? That's very interesting right there, then and there. And then also our response to it. I'm checking my response right now. Where I'm like, girl, you can never. But why? Because her language isn't the same. I just don't think she's that skilled as an interviewer yet. I don't care if she talks the way she talks. I mean, she got cool. work on I, that, I actually find her to be endearing. But she got to get the fuck up under Diddy because Oprah, like I said, Oprah right. would never. Oprah is who she is because she said, "We calling this Harpo." Diddy nigga. has his it's has Harpo. his thumb on everything, right? Diddy is on stamped on everything that so young lady is doing. Right resources now. together, boy. Oprah yeah, would so never. She's, she's got to own she her said, IP. I ain't black. She got to work on I'm that. Oprah. <laughs> she never said that. That that is Carisha's conditioning now, and that's interesting. Her teeth too so, big. Um, I love a girl. I love to look at them. Love to look at the teeth of these. I'm 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 rooting for her, and I'm and I I don't I hope that lastly I hope that we don't come off as as two people saying she couldn't make I it ain't because that. of yeah the language she used. That's not it at all. I actually, I agree. I think I think there's space for her definitely within that world. Yeah. And I just think she has to get her skill set up. Get you, build your um, empire, girl. But now I don't know. I'd rather listen to her than let me let me not say these because we're starting to be in rooms with some of these people. But it's somebody out here that just got a deal. And every time she talks, I'm sleep. I'll be like, girl, what? What? Why do you have an empire you have? Because I hate your interview style. Oh, well, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, all I see next is Rachel. Listen, Dozal. last but not least. <laughs> Listen, uh, she's another one I'm going to ride for a little bit right now. Rachel. Oh, caping. Rachel going to do what she got to do. I think she changed her name to Nazinga or something. She got some black ass (laughs) powerful name. She changed her name. It is not Rachel. It is a black woman's name. Rachel was on the OnlyFans. Somebody done leaked this woman's private business. Nachini Amir Diallo. Excuse me. Nachini <laughs> Adibi Bialo is now on. That's not what I said. And that's not what I said. I probably said it wrong too. Diablo <laughs> was on. That's the name of the fucking episode. Nachini Amari Maybe we don't pray, pronounce the N. Catchy Amare Diallo. <laughs> no, it's Nketchy. They N-ketchy. go Nketchy. It's like mm, we are mm, troubled. There yeah. are layers to this. There's nuances to this <laughs> Very conversation right now. <laughs> yeah. We're showing anyway, a lot about ourselves. Girl, she said on her OnlyFans, she put on a nice little Fenty lingerie because she was paying homage <laughs> to the King Rihanna. And she is showing ass. And I don't even, she might be showing the pink parts. I don't know. But Rachel <laughs> is, what Rachel going to oh. do is she going to work. She gonna work to pay them bills, and I said, put some respect on her name, and we better learn how to say it. It is Sister Nakishi Amari Diallo. <laughs> Wait, let me get me. myself together. Let it me tickles get myself me. Together. 
No, this is this, to me. This is incredibly sad. One, one. I want to say Rachel got a little body out of order. I ain't gonna lie. Somebody sent me one of the Let pictures. And I was like, oh, she she got it. She got it. it. No, think... go ahead, Google it. I said she Rachel. got justice. On Rachel her look ass good. Too? No, Rachel look good. Rachel looks How good. Her hair. Let me see. She she got a nice calf. I'm like, go ahead, Rachel. Anyway, this this makes me sad because. I don't know. Maybe 20 years from now, we're going to be thought as two people who were awful humans holding back the human race because we were... Transracial. We were transracial Transracial phobic. Damn, she yeah. killing it. That shit look natural, too. That is a <laughs> black, she strong she was black woman out. right there. <laughs> Rachel, crazy. Stop, come, on. come on, I'm trying to get Yo. serious. Shot god damn she got a adinkra symbol and everything oh my god <laughs> she crazy oh wow all right wait 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 come Not on rihanna I, I at this point in my life transracial is not a thing that i understand or or really even support I'll be honest. And I and I am open. If 20 years from now something changes in changes me and and there's more research, there's more I I get more education around it. But we know race is real. That is a construct of the constructs of the constructs. Right. So they it's, it's tricky argument. for you to be like I identify with this. Anyway, listen. I feel badly. I know that some of the, a lot of this is we have to this is a thing, right? People make decisions in their lives and then there are consequences. She made certain decisions. She decided to lie about her race, which is a construct, tricky, but she self-identified and did a lot of work within the community. More work than most of the average black and brown people have done. NAACP president. I know. <laughs> so, but she was found out, right? And then handled it I think in a way where um you know talked around it just didn't really own it it was it was it was a curious time so now I feel that she's at a place where what job is she getting she only fans you know, she ain't getting no work I'm short I mean what is your name I almost called you Amanda stop but that's that's my point and now she's had to resort to this and I know I'm looking at your face. If y'all can see Shanti, she has no empathy. No, or I'm saying go ahead. Woman. Go off, Rachel. Make your bread. I hope she making money. No, I hope she makes her bread too. But I'm saying my question is, is this what she wants to be doing? And I'm not dissing people who do OnlyFans. But as someone who was working in the space of um, uh, community empowerment, she was in the NAACP. She was doing different work that she felt called to do. Now she seems, it seems that, I'm assuming she has to do this kind of work because those other spaces aren't taking her seriously. You know, that's, that's sad to me. And and I get it. There's repercussions for everything. Right. And I'm one of these people that don't take her seriously. I, if it's one person I get on and don't cape for it's Rachel. So the fact that I'm caping a little bit, I get on here all the time. Like you could be who, I, purple Eminem. You could be who you are, except Rachel can't. She can't be who she thinks she is. She's, ahead of, that's she's ridiculous. a pioneer for the transracial community. But that's my point. I That's exactly my point. Maybe years from now, we will we will hate this take. 
Maybe we'll grow. I, I'm not sure. I'm I'm but not making a comment makes me about sad. her being a black woman anymore, okay? Nixinga is doing what she got to do. <laughs> got to go. What I I'm can't. saying is she doing what she got to do, and I say I respect that. I don't think she's well all the way. She got some things going on, and it may be, and not the fact that she- got that a lot she, of trauma from growing up. The thing that, you watch is that unwell about her is not- the the symptom of it is her trying to be a black person, but I don't think it yes. is that she's being a black person, that she is unwell. She just, but she works. She's trying to work. Rachel said, I got to work. She's been working out, apparently. All right. And she's doing topic. what she got to do. All I ain't right, mad well, at Rachel. Shout out to Nkechi Amiri Diallo. Let's she's also so call her by the name <laughs> <laughs> the name. She is correct. God. Speaking of her paying pay um homage to Rihanna, I don't think that we talked about Rihanna doing a Super Bowl. Joe, how we feel? And about that? all I got to say <clears throat> is the memes and that came out of that had me rolling. I can't wait to see what Rihanna cooks up. I know that I, I'm worried about Rihanna a little mm. bit because every time I see her stepping out with ASAP. And going to his show, she looks more and more disgusted with the dude. <laughs> she, like, he just jumped into a mosh pit, and she was looking like, "What the fuck? Like, dude, what are you doing?" And he almost got trampled. So she's just looking like, "We got a kid. Like, grow up. What are we doing right now?" I don't know. I hope she's okay, but you know, having a kid will send you back to work. So we'll see. <laughs> Not this billionaire. I, I, I'm excited for her. I think it. The NFL is always going to be a tricky subject. Yeah, is she going to address her change of spirits? Because Jay-Z's part of the NFL now. It's like, okay, everything's okay. Capitalist. No, it's, it, again, exist. I don't think they do, again, it's about the narrative. I don't think they do a good enough job on talking about all of the work and money being put into certain communities. I think more can be done. But I think the steps being taken are first steps. I don't think they're ever going to be able to right the wrong of Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. I don't think they're ever going to be able to right the wrong of, you know, the I, fans. I, I'm not and, talking about that. I'm talking about her personal stance. Is she going to address her change of heart? I'm most interested in that versus anything. Like, girl, what happened? Well, Your energy changed. I, what had happened? Let us know. I think the energy changed because that's exactly what I'm saying is that the NFL. She should address it. She should name those things. You think that she should yeah, come I think out she and should say, say something. I decided to make this decision because of the amount of interest that they put on my residual royalties. Girl, the NFL ain't got nothing to do with the royalties. I don't know. But Somebody said because Jay-Z told me to do it. And he is the head of I, I diversity think, and inclusion, not knowing what a capitalism that's is. Not, so that's not what I trust doing. him. Uh, we have to talk <laughs> about that. We have Jay-Z's to talk about Jay Z saying well, like capitalism say. is a made up word. It's a capitalist. What the what the fuck? Who niggas? Y'all just a, making up words at this point. Jay Z. I said Jay. Shh. Shut up. I know. The way I cake for you, I be dying on that hill. Shut up, boy. Shut up. Also, big shout out to Solange. Her um. Her her uh, score, I guess, yeah, her original score for the American Ballet. Um, it what is the word for it? I gotta go. Debuted. Well she had her so. debut. Thank you. A family was there. <laughs> she looked great. Felt good. She looked great. Historic. 
Everybody said that the music was really beautiful. Again, I'm so curious to know how she scored that. Like, is she, does she score music? Like, are, is she sitting down with like staff paper? I gotta know. I have to know. I'm so curious because my level of respect for her would just be like, where what? was her son? That's what I wouldn't know. Where was he at? None of your business. You don't know none of these people. <laughs> <laughs> I got a light skinned boy. Yeah, same. What's his? He's rapping bad raps What's his name? about how he came from the gutter. No, he you ain't hear him? Oh, yes, he did. You didn't see that? He came from the gutter. <laughs> Everybody was like, "Your mother is Solange, your auntie is Beyonce, and your your uncle is Jay." And this is what you did? Shut up. He's gonna have a hard life. I feel sorry for him because he's light skin. Number one, light skinned men. No, it ain't the way it used to be. Quincy, the only one. Quincy, the only one from that tribe that seems to be just loving. Flourishing in his light skinnedness, Puff Daddy's son. Now that nigga is living and loving life. You know that's not his son, well, right? Not his biological son. I love that he, he take care of him. Took him. That's under I'll his be wing. sure, son. Right? Yeah. And then with Kim deceased, Quincy still looks at Puff as dad. Yeah, that's part, it's a part be- of really being. beautiful thing. But Quincy loves it anyway. Wow, two things can exist at <clears> once. <throat> Puff, you crazy as cat shit. And tricky, but at least you looked out for that little boy. And you kind of trying to look out for Carisha, but I know he's getting paid a ton of money off of that. That's a businessman. Anyway, whatever. <clears throat> All right. Carisha, bless her. She, I'm, I am tickled by her. What's... We got to end with a City Girl song. All right, ready? What's a City Girl song? That up, you could get stacked up. Just that bad up, you could get stacked up. Is it? Because I don't even. Is I don't it? Know. You get that Look it up, up real fast. Get smacked up. City Girls song. Are you watching rap shit? We got. We never talk about rap shit. I have no, a hot take on watching. that. Mm-mm-mm. Wait, we no, we are not gonna talk poorly about rap shit. Oh no! If that's your hot take, uh-uh. oh, okay, good. I was about to say my, <laughs> I got friends to write on that show. I haven't watched it yet. All right, we're done. This is a good episode. Thank you so much. <clears throat> we'll be back on Thursday, and with that. We are out. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out. Very good. Fucking on a scamming ass, rich ass nigga. Same group of bitches, ain't no ass in the picture. Drop a cup of rice, watch his ass get thicker. Tricking on licking, I'm licking at your nigga. If it's funny, why eat? You can eat it like a sister. I ain't got time for you, fake ass hoes. Talking all loud in them fake ass clothes. Fake ass shoes, match that fake ass coat. I'm the realest bitch ever sleep, snake ass hoes. Act up, you can get smashed up. Act up, you can get smashed up. Back up, you could get snatched up. Dirty ass, yes, baby girl, you need to back up. It's your mind.